Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm coming to you at work, you know, rain, sleet, or snow. I got to come to you all, to everybody that takes the time to, to subscribe to my podcast and listen for their fantasy advice. Hey, I got to do what I got to do. Today is a busy day. We're going to discuss everything that took place yesterday in Sunday's games. I'm going to go over who you should get off the waiver wire on Wednesday because I don't do a episode on Tuesday. So I got to give you my waiver wire pickups today and also discuss tonight's game between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks, who you should start and who you should bench. But come on, it's a busy, busy show. I want to go ahead and get right into yesterday's game. Now, look, I ain't going to come to you with a whole lot of numbers and this and that. A lot of this is the eye test, what we've seen. And we all know a lot of fantasy players disappointed, especially running backs that you got early in drafts, okay? Far as early receivers you drafted, they balled out. They balled out like shit yesterday. But running backs, you was pissed the hell off with a lot of your running backs that you started that you were looking for big games for. So, look, let's just get right into it. The first game is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions. Jalen Hurst, he looked good. You know, he had, he, he had 90 yards rushing. And even though he didn't throw a touchdown, he still gave you top five fantasy production, sort of like what, what he was doing uh, last year. A.J. Brown had a big game. Um, Dallas Goddard from the tight end spot. I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, you, you wouldn't be pissed off, but it was okay. But Devontae Smith didn't do anything. You know, zero points on your fantasy team. So, hey, if, if I'm a Devontae Smith owner, I would put him on the bench and wait and see how week two goes around because I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really feeling Devontae uh, right now. The fact that... He didn't get no fantasy points. That that's a very that that's not good. Um, as far as the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift balled the hell out. You know, in my bold predictions, I told everybody that DeAndre Swift was going to be the number two running back in fantasy football. He does he didn't disappoint yesterday. Amon Ross St. Brown, he balled the hell out too. He had over 30% target share yesterday. So he had a real good game. But the surprising thing was DJ Chark. DJ Chark had like eight targets yesterday and stuff, and he balled out and had a good game. But I'm going to talk more about the, the uh, DJ Chark later on uh, in, in this podcast. Uh, getting back to the Eagles, I forgot. That I, I, I left out with the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders had a good game, real good game. He, he balled out. Now, all three of the running backs for the Eagles scored a touchdown, but I'm not going to sit here and act like, Miles Sanders did not have a very good game. And if you started him as your RB2 or your RB3, you was very happy with the production of Miles Sanders. You ask me, it's a sell-high episode right now if you're a Miles Sanders owner. But, yeah, I'm glad the Eagles gave him the ball because, you know, the whole summertime I've been saying Miles Sanders is a good running back. They just got to give him the ball more than what they did last year. And being as though they got three running backs that they like to use with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell, I was concerned once again this year about how many how many touches Miles Sanders would get. But he got more than enough touches yesterday, so... It's sell high. If you don't sell them high and stuff, then I, I can see you having for now Miles Sanders as an RB2, RB3. Next game to talk about, <laughs> the rainy one, the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears. 
I really don't know what to make of this game. I'm going to start off with the 49ers. Trey Lance looked like garbage. Now, I know I could put a lot on this rain and what was going on. Uh, you know, but he definitely need to have a better week, too, when they play the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Debo, he was all right. He he scored, so he was all right. Brandon Ayuk really didn't do nothing. I don't know if that was a thing of the, the weather. And then Eli Mitchell, he got hurt, hurt his knee, then got word today that uh, he's going to be out now for two months. So Jeff Wilson came in behind him. I'll talk more about Jeff Wilson later on in this podcast, but uh, not, not that many two good things for the 49ers and stuff, and, and that's why they lost the game. On the Chicago Bears side, uh, Justin Fields wasn't nothing to brag about either. But when you look at it, I mean, Cole Komet only had one target. He had zero points. Do I think the weather played a big part of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to the weather. So I'm not ready to drop Cole Komet. As far as, far as Darnell Mooney, one catch for eight yards, really not doing nothing in the game either. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to say, look, you should be fine with Darnell Mooney. Don't let yesterday get to you and stuff. Now, David Montgomery. David Montgomery, he had a, he had enough opportunities uh, yesterday and played over 70% of the snaps. But Khalil Herbert only playing 35% of the snaps had a better fantasy game. Dan, now look, I still I still say you should start David Montgomery as an RB2 if you drafted him. Uh, as far as Khalil Herbert, I'm going to talk more about him later on in the, uh, in the podcast. Let's go to the next game. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. As far as Pittsburgh, they surprised. You know, they they got the win over the Steelers. It was amazing how many times it was wild how many times the damn field goal kickers from both teams uh missed. But hey, you know, Deontay, he got the same amount of targets as if Big Ben was still there. He had twelve targets, but he only had seven catches. But he was he was uh heavily involved in the offense with twelve targets. Najee Harris, he got hurt. They, Mike Tomlin is saying that it's not that serious, but we got to wait and see. If it is something serious, he's going to be out for a little while. Then Jalen Warren, he's the backup to him, who I'm going to talk about more later on. Uh, Chase Claypool was out there for almost every snap, but he really didn't, he really didn't make an impact on the game. Uh, same thing, uh, George Pickens, he didn't make an impact on the game. So, I mean, besides in the passing game, besides Deontay, that pretty, Deontay and Pat Ferrimuth. You know, Pat Fairmove had a lot of targets and stuff uh, yesterday, and he he's a very serviceable. He is a tight end one, I believe, this year. He was heavily involved in the offense. So if some kind of way Fairmove is on the waiver wire, uh, you need to go ahead and pick Fairmove up. Uh, but anything else to come away from the Steelers side besides their defense? And we know T.J. Watt might be out for the for the rest of the year, which is which is sad and stuff because he was dominating the game before he got injured. Let's go to the uh, Bengals side. Joe Burrow started off the game playing like trash, and then they, he started to pick things up, uh, you know, in the second half. Jamal Chase had a good game, uh, which which is good, but T. Higgins suffered a concussion. So we don't know if he's going to be available for week two or not. If not, if some kind of way Tyler Boyd is on the waiver wire, you need to scoop him up and stuff. Tyler Boyd had a decent game yesterday for the Bengals or something. He's definitely somebody you need to pick up. And Joe Mixon had a good game. For the, for the Bengals. So it's good to see Joe Mixon had a good game. Jamal Chase there. Hopefully T. Higgins won't miss no time. Uh, if so, like I said, Tyler Boyd. 
And hopefully Joe Burrow will have a better week two against the Cowboys. Next game, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. I mean, the Patriots played like trash. I mean, Matt Jones got hurt. He's dealing with back spasms. None of the receivers looked good. Jacoby Myers looked like the best receiver out of, out of the receiving corps. As far as the running back, it's, it's just a total disaster. I don't want nobody from, from the Patriots team. I mean, they're, they're using all three of the running backs. People thought that Ty Montgomery might miss some time, but no, they're using him in the, in the James White role. He actually played more snaps yesterday than Ramondre Stevenson. And Ramondre Stevenson, you know, you know, in draft time and stuff, because he was getting so much buzz, he was even getting drafted in a lot of leagues before Damian Harris. You know, but they, they're using all three of the running backs. So being as though that's the case, I don't want no player from the uh, New England Patriots, not the running backs or the wide receivers. On the Miami side, uh, Tua, they looked at okay. They, they, they really didn't wow you with the offense. You know, it was a very controlled uh, game. Tyreek Hill had a pretty much good game. We know Jalen Waddle caught that touchdown. So Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle was going to be okay. Chase Edmonds, he out-touched uh, Raheem Moster by a significant amount. He's going to be okay. He didn't do that much as far as fantasy points, but I think Chase Edmonds would be okay. Mike Gusecki only got one target. So if you start a Mike Gusecki and he's your tight end, you need, you need to go ahead and uh, look for another tight end. Mike Gusecki is not your answer at the tight end spot. And that that's pretty much it for the game. Like I said, so Tyreek Hill was fine. Jalen Waddle was fine. Chase Edmonds will be fine. And on and that's about it. The next game, Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Well, Jacoby Brissett looked like straight garbage yesterday. Uh, so huh, I don't. I I would not advise nobody to stream Brissett. Uh, David and Joko that that didn't turn out well as far as starting him. It was a bad game for Amari Cooper. Now Donovan Peoples Jones, he did have a good game. I'll talk more about him later on. But they want to play strong defense and run the ball. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had very good games for the Cleveland Browns. On the Carolina side, Baker didn't have a good game either. He struggled, even though he had a couple of touchdowns. He he struggled out there. DJ Moore had a bad game, but I think DJ Moore is going to be okay. Just a bad game. Hopefully they can turn things around because I'm expecting big things for DJ Moore. Christian McCaffrey. Hey, look, y'all need to get a ball to Christian McCaffrey more than what he got yesterday, okay? Now, it wasn't bad, bad as far as fantasy, but you wanted more from McCaffrey. So, you know, McAdoo, look, I, I don't like you as an offensive coordinator. Look, you need to make sure that McCaffrey and DJ Moore is more involved in the game. Robbie Anderson, he he had a good game and stuff. Now, I don't know if it was fluke or not, but, hey, you know, Terrence Marshall was a healthy scratch for Carolina yesterday. I took more about Robbie Anderson uh, later on. Next game, the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans ended up in a damn tie. You know, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Now, Matt Ryan, he did have a good game. He was efficient out there. Michael Pittman Jr., so while he was part of the, the homies and stuff, he balled out and had a good game. Jonathan Taylor balled out and had a good game. But as you can see, there's no other really pass catcher for the coach offense. Alex Pierce, nah. Perris uh, uh, Campbell, nah. Like the, really, the next one probably will be peripheral. Naheem Hines, who was a good, if you started him as your flex yesterday, that turned out to be okay, you know, since starting him in your flex. But that's that's pretty much it as far as on the coast side. 
Uh, the Houston side, <laughs> look, all this buzz about Damian Pierce, this, Damian Pierce, that, him moving up the board, people were drafting him in the fifth and sixth round. Look what he did. He was out touching out snap by Rex Burkhead yesterday. Rex Burkhead had a better game than Damian Pierce. Now, will this last all year? Who knows and stuff. I don't know what the hell Lovey Smith got up his mind. I think Damian Pierce needs to get the ball more, but I don't know. Really, if you ask me, I would not start Damian Pierce week two. It's a wait and see approach and all of that because apparently Lovey Smith loved these old veterans and stuff, and he's getting letting Rex Burkhead get a lot of opportunities out there. So, hey, that's all I can say about that. And I'll talk more about Rex later on. Uh, when it comes to the pass catchers, Brandon Cooks, he had a good game. But I was high as a sleeper on Nico Collins. He only had four targets and stuff yesterday. So I can't say, uh, you know, as far as Nico Collins and stuff. I, I was hoping that he'll get more involved. But but it's, it's wild that O.J. Howard had him a few touchdowns yesterday, even though he wasn't, he didn't get that many targets. Now, will I get O.J. Howard in free agency? No, because I think it was fluke. Next game. New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. James Winston started off the game playing like crap, but they made a comeback and ended up winning the game against the Atlanta Falcons. And it was good to see Mike Thomas back. He had two touchdowns. That's, that, that was good. Hey, Jarvis Landry had a real good game. He had over 100 yards receiving. Granted, most of it came on one catch, but Jarvis did have a good game and stuff. And uh, talk about a little, talk about him a little bit later on. And... uh. Even even a rookie, Chris Olave, he he had a good game too, uh, for his first game in, in the NFL. So it was good to see Chris Olave getting involved too. Alvin Kamar had a bad game. Only had thirteen touches. Do, do, do I think that this is gonna be an ongoing thing? No. I look for Alvin Kamar to have a big uh bounce back week two. We know he's dealing with a little minor rib issue, but from what I'm hearing, it should be okay as far as Kamar. But we, we expected better things from him against the Atlanta Falcons defense. On the Atlanta side, I mean, Marcus Mariota, he didn't have a bad game. He was a, he, he was efficient yesterday. We, we wish we would have got more out of Kyle Pitts. He, he really disappointed a lot of fantasy managers, including myself. Hopefully he has a better week two. I'm not going to panic over week one as far as Kyle Pitts. And... Everybody was worried about Cordell Patterson with him getting a year older now, with them drafting Tyler Iger and bringing in Damian Williams. But, hey, Damian Williams, he, he got hurt during the game, so we don't know how long he's going to be out. And Tyler Iger was a healthy scratch. And Cordell Patterson balled out. So, as it stands right now, I feel confident right now having Cordell Patterson as my RB, too, because he, he, he looks like he is the main guy in this offense for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, anybody else to talk about Drake London? He had, he had a, he had an okay game his first game. You know he missed a lot of time in training camp dealing with that injury that he suffered in preseason. But Drake Drake London looked at okay, and I wouldn't mind having him as a WR three. Next game: Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. When it comes to Baltimore, Lamar played good. The running backs, Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis, was straight ass. They played like garbage. Uh, we wanted more for Mark Andrews, but I'm, I'm again, I'm not gonna overreact to Week One. Hopefully, there's a better week, uh, Week Two. Uh, same thing for Bateman. Even though Bateman did score a touchdown, we still wanted a little more for Rashad Bateman. I'm not, I'm not panicking and stuff. I think he'll be fine. And he, he didn't finish the game off that bad and stuff. You, especially if you play in PPR formats. Uh, and Devin Duvernay, you know, he ain't now. 
Think about Duvernay and stuff. He only had four targets, you know, and four catches. But two of the catches were touchdowns. But I I talk about Duvernay a little bit more uh, in in the uh, in 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 the uh, my podcast. As far as uh, the Jets, Joe Flacco, blah, wasn't nothing. Really, really, the only bright thing about the Jets, for real, for real, was Michael Carter balled out for the Jets. That was that was a good thing to see. We wanted one, we wanted more from Elijah Moore yesterday. We didn't get it, but I think Elijah Moore would be fine. The biggest thing is what's going to happen when when Zach Wilson comes back because. Joe Flacco loved to target the running back out the backfield and not really Zach Wilson because both running backs, when it came to Michael Carter and when it came to Brees Hall, they got a fair amount of targets out the backfield. And Michael Carter looked real good. Now, Brees Hall didn't have a bad game. You know, he had, he got you 10 fantasy points if you play full PPR, but Michael Carter had a better game and stuff. So, you know, if, if Zach Wilson comes back, let's say week two and stuff, I really don't know if, if the running backs will get that same many opportunities catches out the backfield with Zach Wilson quarterback opposed to uh Joe Flacco. That's just something that you, you need to keep in mind when it comes to Michael Carter and Brees Hall. And, and even Corey Davis. Corey Davis yesterday had nine targets. He's somebody that you might could use as a flex option and stuff uh for, you know, if you need somebody for a flex. But that's pretty much it when, in regards to the New York Jets. The next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Washington Commanders. Hey, so much for players not the same with torn Achilles because James Robinson looked real good for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he, he did start, and he looked like he ain't miss a beat as far as the injury. And if some kind of way he's on your waiver wire, yeah, you better pick him up. And look, the day would have been better for Travis Etienne. We know he dropped a touchdown, and, and, and Trevor Lawrence overthrew him on another touchdown. Um, I think that Travis Etienne is going to be okay. Um, but I look at Travis Etienne right now as a stand as an RB3 opposed to an RB2. These, uh, as far as Kristen Kirk, Kristen Kirk had a hell of a game. I think the man had, what, 12 targets? Uh, Kristen Kirk, he's definitely somebody. If some kind of way he was on your waiver wire, you definitely need to get Kristen Kirk. But I think he's been drafted in most uh, leagues. Uh, anybody else to talk about as far as that? Oh, yeah, and then Trevor Lawrence, I mean... He was okay. He was a fist to the man. He looked better than when he really looked all last year when they had the, the, the sorry-ass Urban Meyer coaching them. Um, but Jackson, Jacksonville, like I said, the biggest thing to take from was, like I said, James Robinson being back. ETN should have had a better game. Christian Kirk did look good out there. And that's about it on the Jacksonville side. On the Washington Commander side, Carson Wentz had a hell of a game. What would he have, four or five touchdowns yesterday? Carson Wentz had a hell of a game for the, for the Commanders uh, yesterday. Antonio Gibson, he said, hell with that. I'm, I don't want to get his job back to Brian Robinson when he come back. He had a very good game. So if you got Antonio Gibson right now, you feel very you feel very good. Now, is he a sell high? Would you thinking that Brian Robinson going to come back? For now, I will keep Antonio Gibson and wait and see uh, what happens. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel had a hell of a game for, for Washington. Had double-digit targets for Washington and stuff. But I'm going to talk more about Curtis Samuel later on. And the rookie, Jahan Dotson, had a very good game and a couple of touchdowns. He's somebody else that I'm going to talk about a little later on in the podcast. Uh, anybody else to talk about uh, on the Washington side? No, that's about it. Next game, 
Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Green Bay looked like straight ass yesterday in the game. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't look good. We we know he should have had more fantasy points if Crystal Watson would have caught that deep touchdown throw to hit him right in the goddamn hands that he dropped. But Aaron Jones, we, we was expecting more from Aaron Jones. Uh, and he had a lot of fantasy managers worried because A.J. Dillon had a better game than him. He out, he out rushed him. He had more rushing opportunities. He had more targets out the backfield than Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones was drafted three or four rounds earlier than A.J. Dillon. So we hoping this was just a fluke game and Aaron Jones could have a much better, you know what I'm saying, games moving forward. But it was concerning watching that. I did think that A.J. Dillon was going to have a good year. But not to the fact that Aaron, I thought they both was going to be looked at as highly productive running backs. Not Aaron, not Aaron Jones looking as bad as he did uh, yesterday. And as far as the receivers, all of them was garbage yesterday. I don't care what Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, no matter who it was. We know Christian, we know uh, uh, Alan Lazar didn't play for them uh, yesterday. He's done it with an ankle injury, but goddamn, I mean, they go, they're going to need more. You know, if not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle all year in his offense. As far as the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, he was efficient. It was a good game from Kirk Cousins. But Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson balled the hell out. Could not be checked. I mean, it, it was amazing. And, and the thing about it is the, the Green Bay has one of the better secondaries in football. But he dominated the corners for Green Bay yesterday. You know, Justin Jefferson, you know, I say he was going to be the number one fantasy wide receiver. And looking at yesterday and stuff, I'm, I'm, hey, what I'm saying or whatever is looking real good right now the way Justin Jefferson played for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, this hype about Earl Smith Jr., blah, he ain't do shit. You might as well go ahead and cut Earl Smith Jr. I don't think he's going to be a factor. But Adam Thielen didn't have a good game because Justin Jefferson was dogging him so much. I do think that better days are ahead for Adam Thielen. So, please don't don't let week one distract you from Adam Thielen. I will still start Adam Thielen this week uh, on your fantasy team. And Dalvin Cook. We wanted more from Dalvin Cook. But, I mean, he did have a lot of opportunities. I think he had like 90 yards rushing. So, he just didn't get in the end zone. But Dalvin Cook is going to be fine for the Minnesota Vikings. Next game, the New York Giants upsetted the Tennessee Titans. Saquon is back. I mean, he dominated. This is the Saquon of his rookie season. He torched the Tennessee Titans defense. And the Tennessee Titans got a good defensive line. And Saquon was running all through them. So it's good to see Saquon being back. But Kadarius Tony, he, he's on Brian Dable's shit list. He only played 7% of the snaps yesterday. You know, didn't even start. Even when Wondell Robinson got hurt for the New York Giants, they still didn't want to put uh, Kadarius Tony in the game. He didn't get no targets and, and got two handoffs out the backfield. So I don't know what's going on with that. If you're a Kadarius Tony owner, maybe you want to just hold him on your bench for one week. I would not start him. Maybe you want to hold him. But, hey, if you decide to drop him to get somebody off the waiver wire, I don't I don't blame you for, for dropping him. Uh, Sterling Shepard. He had a pretty good game, but he only had four targets. We know he we know he had that one deep touchdown. But right now, you might have to say for for the Giants, he's their WR one right now. You know, and Tennessee Titans, uh, I don't know what to say. Tannehill wasn't that bad as far as, far as his fantasy points. Derrick Henry, we wanted more from Derrick Henry. He had a bad game. 
You know, hopefully, you know, that was just a fluke game and Derrick Henry bounces back. I'm not too concerned about Derrick. I think he's going to be okay. But uh, Robert Woods didn't have a good game. Uh, who else? Traylon Burks, not really. Uh, even though I told you not to even start him. Uh, what's that? Uh, Westbrook, Akron, whatever the hell his name is. He didn't have a good game. So, and Austin Hooper didn't either. So, really, you know, you take away, it's amazing that the game was so close because, really, Dontrell, Dontrell here, he probably was the, the better-looking option on the Tennessee Titans offense yesterday, uh, you know. But, hey, hopefully it's just week one and we see what happens with uh, week two. Next game, the Las Vegas Raiders and the, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Derek Carr, Jack of the Money, throwing three damn interceptions. But Devontae Adams, he balled the hell out. He had a hell of a game. But, you know, Derek Carr need to, need to look at more options than just Devontae Adams. If so, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller would have had a better game. Now, you play PPR, Darren Waller wasn't that bad. I think he got you, like, 13 fantasy points. But he could have had more. But Derek Carr was throwing in the ball to triple coverage to Devontae Adams when, when he should have been looking for Renfro and Darren Waller more in the game. You know, so I think that Renfro is still going to be okay and Waller. Just that Derek Carter needs to shut down the, uh, cut down on the turnovers. We wanted more for Josh Jacobs. He really ain't do that much in the run game for the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's where I got as far as that. As far as the Chargers, Keenan Allen, he was balling. But then, you know, now he's dealing with a hamstring strain. They play Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think Keenan Allen is going to play. Now, is there a receiver? For the Chargers, that I say, hey, pick up over the waiver wire and stuff. Being though Keenan Allen probably won't won't play uh, on Thursday, stay tuned for that. Now, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, he only had four targets. I don't know what the hell was going on. We expect Mike Williams to get the ball way more than just getting four targets. You're paying the man a sixty million dollar contract. You need to get Mike Williams more involved in that offense. Now. Gerald Everett, he had a good game and stuff as a tight end. Somebody who get off the waiver wire that I talk about later on, you know. But I mean, he did score, and we wanted more from Austin Eckler. You know, he really didn't do that much as far as in the offense. You know, we us drafting him as an RB one. We expected more from Austin Eckler. No, we'll see what happens Thursday night with the Chargers. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. The Chiefs, the Chiefs just dominated. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. He spreaded the ball all around, nine different receivers. Travis Kelsey looked good. But to be honest with you and stuff, I really don't know if I would feel comfortable starting Juju every week and McCole Harmon and stuff like that because I just think it's going to be an offense that's going to be spreaded around with all the pass catchers. I think the only pass catcher I really feel confident about is Travis Kelsey. Now, C.E.H., Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he had two uh, touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. Now, it's, it's good to see that from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know we're not going to get that every week from Clyde Edwards, but if you did have to start him as your RB2 or your RB3, you you was happy and stuff. If I was you, I would try to sell high on C.E.H. because I don't think you're going to get that every every day going uh week. On the Arizona side, I mean, Kyler Murray didn't look good. He had some garbage fantasy points at the end. A.J. Green was a joke. Uh, Zach Ernst got him a garbage touchdown. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he did get him a touchdown. So I guess I guess he saved your fantasy. Hey, man, Zach Ernst, they saved their fantasy day by them both scoring a touchdown. But 
And and James Conner, he looked real good in the offense too. He he gets you good fantasy points also. But I mean, hey, Arizona just looked bad. They they need D Hop better back sooner than later. Uh, the, their defense is terrible. The offensive line wasn't holding up for for Arizona. I mean, you see Kyler Murray ass running running around the whole damn game under pressure. So I really don't know what to make of, of the Arizona Cardinals and how they're gonna look this season. Next game, the Sunday night game, was Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the big thing, we know Dak got hurt, got hit on the hand, sort of, sort of dealing with the same injury that Russell Wilson dealt with uh, last year. They say Dak is going to miss six to eight weeks. That good for the Cowboys because the Cowboys look like straight trash before Dak got hurt. I mean, hey, look, CeeDee Lamb had 11 targets and only two catches for 29 yards. Terrible. You know, I mean... It, it it's it was just terrible. No, what's his name? No, Noah Noah Brown, I think his name is. He he had, he had a few garbage uh catches and stuff. So I guess he was alright. If you had a desperate flex, uh, Dalton Schultz, I guess he he was okay. But the Cowboys' offense just looked terrible. The thing is, Zeke looked good out there. He was averaging like five yards per carry, but they wasn't hardly giving him the ball. I don't know what to make of that. And maybe now, but because Dak is gonna be out for two months plus, maybe maybe they start to give the ball more to uh, Zeke now, uh, relying more on the run game. But I mean, I don't know. It just looked terrible. They looked like one of the worst offenses yesterday out of all the games that I watched. Dallas, Dallas looked like one of the worst offenses out of all the teams last night. It, it was just bad for the Cowboys on the Tampa Bay side. Tom Brady didn't have a good game. I mean, it was if he had one touchdown to Mike Evans, but he could have played a lot better. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a very good game. He was for over 100 yards. Chris Godwin, he got hurt. He's done it with a hamstring. We know he's coming off that torn ACL, so he's going to be out for a little while. Julio did look good and stuff out there, but every time Julio catched the ball, it looked like he was going to come up limping and hurt. So, hey, for, for right now, for as long as he can last, I say, hey, if you got Julio Jones, he might, he might be a good WR3 right now to your team until he deals with some injury. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, we know how Julio Jones is as far as injuries. But being as though Chris Godwin going to be out and Russell Gage didn't hardly, hardly get any opportunities uh, last night, I think it's going to be Mike Evans and Julio Jones for the, for, uh, the foreseeable future. And... That concludes all, all the games that transpired uh, yesterday. Now, like I said, I don't have a I don't have a show on Tuesday, so I gotta give you all my waiver wire uh, moves to make uh, uh, so for Wednesday. All right, first thing first, quarterback to get off the waiver wire. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback to get off the waiver wire, especially if you own Dak Prescott. James Winston is another one you could get off the waiver wire. And last but not least, Carson Wentz. All three of them quarterbacks, if you have uh, Dak Prescott, is a, a good options to get off the waiver wire on Wednesday. Running backs, okay? Let's go with the running backs. Running backs, Jeff Wilson. Eli Mitchell's going to be out two months, okay? Jeff Wilson, he came in, and he, he's the backup to Eli Mitchell. 
So he's definitely probably like the main person people are going to try to get off of waiver wires on Wednesday. If you play Fab, if, if you play in leagues that got Fab and stuff, I can see somebody using probably like 25% of their Fab to try to get maybe 25 to 40, depending on how. De- I say anywhere between 25 to 40% to get Jeff Wilson. Uh, the next one is uh, Jalen Warren. If Najee Harris got to miss some time, then we already know Jalen Warren is the backup to Najee Harris. So he's another one to get off the waiver wire. And Khalil Herbert, who I talked about, even though he's only paying like 30 to 35% of the snaps, he is he is getting used in the game, okay? And not going to be the complete David Montgomery show like we've been seeing for years. No, they want... They want Khalil Herbert to get touches in the game. So even if he gets like 10 touches per game, he could be somebody that you pick up, leave on your bench, or if you play in a league that has multiple flex, hey, if you know what I mean, going to get 10 touches a game, maybe you feel comfortable uh, putting in Khalil Herbert. Another running back is Jamal Williams. He had two touchdowns for the Detroit Lions yesterday, even though DeAndre Swift balled out. But they love Jamal Williams in Detroit. He's another running back to get off the waiver wire. The next one, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, you know, he out-touched Damian Pierce for Houston. He's And, you know, he's running and catching the ball out the backfield. So Rex Burkhead is someone else to get off the waiver wire uh, on Wednesday. And last but not least is Dontrell Hillier of the Tennessee Titans. You know, he's going to catch the ball out the backfield for, for Tennessee. We know we know uh, that Derrick Henry is the bell cow and, and runs the ball a lot, but Dontrell Hill, you could have some flex appeal uh, on your team. Like I said, especially if you play in multiple flex leagues. Let's go to the wide receivers. Curtis Samuel. Man had over 10 targets for the Washington Commanders. He's somebody that you need to grab off the waiver wire. John Hahn Dotson also for the Commanders. Him scoring two touchdowns. You play in multiple flex leagues. I can, you can see John Dawson as your WR3. Robbie Anderson, who I talked about earlier. The man had, what, eight targets yesterday? He's there, he's there, WR2 on the team on the opposite side of DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson is somebody to target off waivers. Tyler Boyd, if T. Higgins is going to be out for some time dealing with that concussion, Tyler Boyd is a good receiver to pick up off a waiver wire if he's available. Um, Devin Duvernay, granted he only had four targets with four catches, in, but it was two touchdowns and stuff, hey. David Duvernay is somebody that you could probably use as your WR. I say he's more so of a WR4. Jarvis Landry had over 100 yards receiving for the, for the New Orleans Saints. He's somebody that you could target off waiver-wise. DJ Chark, he had a very good game for the Detroit Lions yesterday. He, uh, he had uh, eight targets yesterday. He's somebody that you could grab off of waiver-wise if, he, if he's available. Sterling Separate, who I talked about, he's a Giants WR1. Coming off that Achilles injury, he looked like the best receiver with the Giants. He's somebody to grab off of waivers. Uh, and then you got two of the Chargers receivers. If Keenan Allen going to miss time, you got DeAndre Carter, who filled in for him. And you got Joshua Palmer. So if I had to lean towards it, I'm going to say DeAndre Carter because he's the one that came in when Keenan Allen uh, left the game. You know, so if you can't get, I think that out of all the receivers I'd name, He's probably the last one that I would try to get out of all the receivers that I named. If I had to put the receivers in order, who I would try to get, I think it would be Curtis Samuel, one, Tyler Boyd, two, especially if T. Higgins is going to be out. I would say 
DJ Chark, three. Robbie Anderson, four. Jarvis Landry, five. And then, you then but so on, but so on. And the running backs, I would say Jeff Wilson will be one. Rex Burkhead, two. Uh, Jamal Williams, three. Jalen uh, Warren, four. Now, if we get, if we get uh, word that Najee Harris is going to miss week two, then I think that Jalen Warren will be behind Jeff Wilson in these rankings as far as running backs. Who to grab off the waiver wire? But we, we don't know just yet as far as Najee Harris. And as far as the tight ends, really, is Gerald Everett of the Chargers. He's somebody to pick up off of waivers. And, and, and also Taysom Hill. Now, you play in Yahoo. They got Taysom Hill listed as a quarterback slash tight end, okay? If, if, if Taysom Hill is available and you need a tight end, then, yes, Taysom Hill is somebody to grab off of waivers also. So him and Gerald Everett, I say, are the two tight ends to get Wednesday off the waiver wire. All right. Now, let's go to tonight's game between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. On the Denver side, you start Russell Wilson. He's a QB1. Cortland Sutton, to me, is a WR2 with the opportunity to be a WR1. And I say that Jerry Judy, you start, he's a WR2 slash WR3. The running backs. Javante Williams, I'm going to list him for now as a RB1. And I'm going to list Melvin Gordon. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to list Javante right now as a RB2 opposed to a RB1. And I'm going to list Melvin Gordon as a RB3 slash flex for tonight. So I feel comfortable starting all of those players that I just named. As far as Albert O, I got to see it first. So I'm not starting Albert O. And I'm not starting KJ Hamler. I got to see it. On the Seattle Seahawks side, really, uh, huh. I'm, I'm starting DK Metcalf and I'm starting Todd Lockett. I look at DK as a WR2 slash WR3. Same thing for Todd Lockett. Uh, Rashad Penny is a RB2 slash RB3. And that's, and that's really probably about it on the Seattle side. Hell nine, don't don't start Geno Smith. I don't even care if it's a two quarterback or a super flex league. I wouldn't start him because the Denver Broncos have a very good defense. That's another thing to stream too, or if you have the Denver Broncos defense for tonight's matchup. Alright? So, like I said, I came to you all with everything that took place in yesterday games as far as the players that played good, who didn't play good, the injuries, who to pick up off the waiver wire Wednesday morning, and who to play and who to bench for tonight's game between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Well, this is Larry McCormick, Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast. I talk to you on Wednesday.